The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. If the word revelation means to reveal, how is it that so many people can't understand the book of Revelation? If you're to know what lies ahead for this world and for you personally, it's important to know the meaning of this book. And you can understand the meaning of its symbols if you approach this book with godly respect. So let's do that today. Let's unveil Revelation so you can understand what is revealed inside. To help you gain valuable knowledge, I'm offering you our free booklet, Revelation, The Mystery Unveiled. What do all of those unusual symbols really mean? You can understand the truth about the strange beast with seven heads and ten horns, which is like a leopard, with feet like a bear, and the mouth of a lion. We're told that this beast is empowered by Satan, and many people in the world will worship this beast. Well, what about the one that follows it in chapter 13? It has two horns like a lamb, but speaks like a dragon. And when you read our free booklet, you will be able to understand who these beasts are, as well as grasp the meaning of the number 666. You'll discover who it is who will ride his white horse to victory with his army of saints to overcome the evil and wicked rulers at the end of this age. I can tell you now, there are important keys to the mysteries hidden from view that you need to understand. You can know what God's intentions are for planet Earth in the next few years. I know that you will want to know what these important keys are, so stay tuned. A very warm welcome to Tomorrow's World, where each week we explain the clear truths in your Bible. Roderick Meredith often says, don't believe me, believe your Bible. And so we strive to give you what the Bible actually says. We're not trying to make the Bible say what we want it to say. Does this include the book of Revelation? Well, yes, it does. And you can understand this book. Today we're going to unveil the book of Revelation and reveal seven keys to help you. What do Bible scholars and different churches think about the book of Revelation? Well, let's take a quick look at what they say. Catholic theologians say the following. The Apocalypse, or Revelation to John, the last book of the Bible, is one of the most difficult to understand because it abounds in unfamiliar and extravagant symbolism, which at best appears unusual to the modern reader. The commentary proceeds to a conclusion that the book presents the decisive struggle of Christ and his followers against Satan and his cohorts as being already over. According to this perspective, Satan has already been defeated and has no power on the earth today. Really? 
Well, you need to prove to yourself the truth of the matter. Now, what about the Protestant fathers? What did they believe about the book of Revelation? Well, let's have a look at uh, some of their teachings. Martin Luther stated in his preface to the book of Revelation in 1522, he said, it makes me consider it to be neither apostolic nor prophetic. And John Calvin didn't even write a commentary about the book of Revelation at all. Now, the Eastern Orthodox Church, on the other hand, does accept the book of Revelation as part of the canon, but they never read it in their liturgy. So what makes this book so hard for different denominations to accept or comment on? Maybe it's because many of them have doctrines and beliefs that don't fit with the themes developed in the 22 chapters. Now, I'm not criticizing other faiths and beliefs because they stand on their own doctrinal positions. But if God called it revelation, that is to reveal or to uncover, then we should be able to understand it, right? Yes, but we need to also accept that there are some important conditions placed on those to whom God will reveal his truth. You know, it's not just anyone who can understand the book of Revelation. We need to ask God for his gift of understanding. So let's ask God to make the meaning clear as we unveil Revelation. And as we do, we'll reveal one key after another to understand this wonderful book. So let's start with key number one. What is that one? It's this. Christ is the revelator. First, I need to tell you what a revelator is. It's a person with the authority to reveal truth that's hidden. Now, such an individual often has a set of keys so that they can open locks, or they are given permission to remove the seals that close a scroll in which mysteries are written. And in fact, in the Re Revelation chapter 5 and verse 2, the angels in heaven ask a question. They ask, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals. And then the answer is given in verse 5. It says, The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll. That person is Jesus Christ and him alone. And he has the authority to reveal that truth to us. To prove that he alone is the one who can reveal, let's start with the first verse, of the first chapter. Now, many Bibles use the title, The Revelation of St. John the Divine, but a cursory reading of the first verse of the book shows us that this is the wrong title. Let's read it. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. Now, this short sentence tells us more about the book, the author, and the audience than most people realize. Let's ask the question, who generated the knowledge? Well, actually, it says God the Father himself did. Who was the revelator? Well, it's clear that Jesus Christ is. And the intended recipients are his servants. Servants are those who obey their master. 
you know, one's reminded of another scripture from the Old Testament which says something very similar. In the book of Amos, chapter 3 and verse 7, we read, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Now we know that since the days of John, when he wrote the book of Revelation, there have been no new prophecies. God does, however, reveal the understanding and the meaning of his prophecies to those who serve him faithfully. But remember also that Peter, the apostle, tells us that there are to be no private interpretations of prophecy. Only Jesus Christ himself is able to reveal the truth in his book to his church. So key number one, then, is that Jesus Christ is the revelator. To really understand this mysterious book, you need to request your copy of Revelation, The Mystery Unveiled, so you can read and reread the truth revealed in its pages. So key number two is start with the text. Simply stated, the Bible uses many of the same symbols throughout its pages. And because the Old Testament is so often ignored and even disregarded by people these days, people wanting to understand the symbols of Revelation can miss out on key indicators if they ignore the Old Testament. Let me show you what I mean. Revelation chapters 13 and 17 use beasts as types of governments or individuals. When we compare them with the beasts in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, we understand that they represent particular empires that ruled in ages past. They were, however, all part of the greater Babylonian system that has had several revivals down through history. Believe it or not, we're experiencing the rebirth of this Babylonian system in Europe today. We can see how these symbols make up parts of one of the beasts of Revelation chapter 13. The ancient empires of Babylon, that was a lion, Persia, which was a bear, Greece was a leopard, and Rome was an ugly ten-horned beast. Well, they're well known to Bible scholars. And when we can recognize that they make up parts of the composite beast in Revelation chapter 13, we're able to understand. By knowing who the revelator of the plan of God is, that's Jesus Christ, and by using the language and the symbols that he has used throughout the Bible, we can approach the next important key that will be revealed as we unveil Revelation. Now, we've prepared a special booklet that will help you understand this enigmatic book. Now, we don't interpret the symbols because Jesus Christ does that for you within the book itself and also other parts of the Bible. What we do is to direct you to the places where you can find the meaning. So be sure to choose how you're going to order your copy. Our announcer will give you your choices. So be sure to do it now. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Thanks for joining us again for the second part of our program. So far, we have shown that not just anyone can understand the mysterious book of Revelation. Only Jesus Christ himself can reveal the truth to you personally. He alone is the revelator. You will find any number of gurus and prognosticators out there who want to guess at the meaning of the symbols and the time frame of Revelation. Many people believe that they will be raptured into the sky to meet Jesus before the Great Tribulation. But when you study the events closely, you will find that the resurrection of those who are the first fruits in Christ does not occur until after the Tribulation. In the first part of the program, we gave two keys to understanding the book of Revelation. Key number two was start with the text. So let's now go to the third key. The third key is the purpose of Revelation. What is the purpose of Revelation? Well, it's given to us in the first verse. Notice it, please. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1. We actually already read the scripture, but it's good to read it again. Revelation chapter 1 and here in verse 1. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him, to show his servants things which must shortly take place. It's simple, isn't it? The servants who were to receive the truth had to be living in the few years just before all of these prophesied things would take place. It wasn't written for the time of the apostles. John didn't understand the full meaning of what he was writing. For 2,000 years, Bible students could not see the picture because it was not the time for them to receive it. And yet now that we are in the last days, the time has come for understanding. Even so, many modern Bible students try to fit, squeeze and shove this book into their own concepts, and they wonder why it just won't work. Well, let me explain. Amongst many theologians, the idea exists that the present so-called Christian church or Christendom, as it's sometimes called, is the kingdom of God on earth now. They believe that the kingdom of God has already been established and that given enough time and goodwill between men, the church will bring about a universal kingdom of God on earth. So many wars, famines, murders, rapes and corporate thefts can't be a part of that kingdom, can they? No, it's actually going to get worse before it gets better at the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who will bring about the kingdom of God on earth. Now, the Bible reveals that the world's religions are and will be even more dominated by the old pagan Babylonian mystery religion. This ancient empire has bequeathed to modern so-called Christianity its pagan beliefs so that they have become familiar doctrines around us. What are some examples? Well, what about the worship of the mother and child? Where did that come from? 
the observance of Sunday instead of the weekly seventh-day Sabbath on a Saturday? What about the worship of the rebirth of the sun on December the 25th? These were always Babylonian days or ideas. Another one is the false notion of people going to heaven when they die. Did you know that Jesus Christ himself said plainly in John chapter 3 and in verse 13, it's in your Bible, it says, no one has ascended to heaven. Do you believe Jesus Christ or what you have been told all your life by religious leaders? You know, the commonly held view is that there are billions of people just lollygagging around heaven, floating on pink clouds, strumming on their harps. You know, you need to know the truth on this subject. And remember that Jesus did say, no one has ascended to heaven. You know, in the next part of the program, I'm going to unveil more of the keys to understanding the book of Revelation. Do you want to have a booklet that will give you the seven keys to understanding this important book? Then phone now for your copy of Revelation, The Mystery Unveiled. Let's consider the fourth key that will be unveiled as we unveil Revelation. Key number four is the day of the Lord. Now, when I say day of the Lord, or even the Lord's day, as it is also known, what do you think of? I'm certain that more than one of you will be thinking Sunday. But is that what is meant by the day of the Lord in the book of Revelation? You know, chapter 1 and verse 10, it says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Now, was this referring to Sunday? Absolutely not. It's referring to the events covering a period of 12 months at the end of the tribulation. Let me tell you, this is most certainly not going to be a Sunday school picnic. Listen to the description given to us from the Old Testament. In Joel chapter 2 and in verse 1, we read the following. Blow the trumpet in Zion, that's Jerusalem, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. For the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand, a day of darkness and gloominess. A people come, great and strong. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. We go on to verse 10, and it says, The earth quakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. Let me quote from the booklet we're offering you today so you can gain an idea of the language used. On page 29, the author John O'Gwyn writes the following, As each of the first four angels sound, terrible ecological disasters take place on earth. When the first angel sounds, terrible fires break out, ultimately consuming one-third of the green vegetation. Until recently, such horrors would have seemed unimaginable. But in the last few years, ecological calamities have become more common. Huge forest fires are sweeping the globe each summer. God is preparing the world for the final stages of his wrath for our sins. Will you be ready for those times? God's holy word promises protection for his saints those who have dedicated their lives in obedience to him. In the centerfold of this booklet, you'll find a very helpful chart that is simple to understand. It's like 
a backbone for understanding the book. Added insert chapters give further meaning to the story. Key number five is what John recorded. Revelation chapter 1 verse 2 tells us what John recorded and why. Who, that is John, bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. For John, the first point to start from was the word of God, which was primarily in those days the Old Testament. Understanding how the prophecies of old came together in harmony in this last book of the Bible gives us a complete picture that even the prophets of old didn't understand. The second point that John makes is given to us the testimony of Jesus. It's defined in Revelation chapter 19 verse 10 as the spirit of prophecy. And then finally, John put these two points together with what he saw. All that this 90-year-old man saw must have been terrifying at times for him as he witnessed in vision the horrific events that lie ahead for this sin-sick world. Atomic bomb clouds billowing into the sky would be hard to describe for John. So key five is what John recorded. The last two keys to examine will come after we give you the information you need to order your free copy of Revelation, The Mystery Unveiled. Be ready to take down the number to call and phone just as soon as you can to give us your details. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Hello again. We're back with our important subject of understanding the book of Revelation. We've now come to our sixth key to unlock the mysteries hidden to the understanding of the vast majority of people. Key number six is the Bible interprets its own symbols. We already saw in key number two that we must start with the text. But this principle expands beyond the clearly stated meaning of the symbols to figurative language used in other parts of the Bible. Let me show you what I mean. Let's have a look, if we can, at Revelation chapter 12, verse 15. Revelation chapter 12, and in verse 15 it says, So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood. We only have to go back to verse 9 
to see who the serpent is. We read, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan. In the first verse, we are introduced to a woman who gives birth. To understand what the Bible means when it mentions a woman, we need to go to 2 John chapter 1. John here addresses the church as, let's see it here in 2 John chapter 1, as the elect lady, and in verse 13, closes his letter by referring to the church in Ephesus where he lived at the time as the children of your elect sister. God's true church is the pure and chaste woman whom Jesus Christ will marry. Now what about the flood of water that is spewed out of the devil's mouth? Well, let's let the Bible tell us. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 15 says, The waters which you saw are people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. A teeming mass of people, especially an army, is pictured as a flood of water. The sixth key again is, the Bible interprets its own symbols. Now for the final key to remember. Key number seven. The book of Revelation is primarily in time sequence. To help you understand this key, we've printed the order of events outlined in this mysterious book. They can be found in the centerfold of the booklet. When all is complete, God's glorious kingdom will be established on earth. Satan and his demons will be chained and made inoperative. The total time frame for the Great Tribulation and the Day of the Lord will be 42 months or 1260 days. This is also called a time, times, and half a time, or a year, two years, and half a year. Of this three and a half year period, two and a half years will be the Great Tribulation, and the last 12 months will be the Day of the Lord. Today you've been given the seven keys as outlined in our booklet. Once you've used these seven keys, you'll be able to understand the message that Jesus Christ has for you personally. I trust that you've found the program helpful. And be sure to visit us again next week at the same time when Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames will bring you even more good news. Wallace Smith and I will take you to important information that you need in your life. And so, till then, goodbye, friends. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org.
The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.